Welcome back, MTN Giants Podcast. Week 8 preview. The battle for New Jersey. People say New York, but we know what it is, really. But anyway, the 3-3 three and three Jets go on the road to the 2-5 and five New York Giants. The Jets coming off two straight wins. The Giants coming off a win. Should have been two in a row, but we know what happened in Buffalo. The Jets are three-point favorites, so... You know, it's going to be a close game, hopefully. The total is only 35 and a half, which you don't see totals that low very often. So it should be a defensive battle. We know the Giants defense has stepped up in a big way the past couple weeks. The Jets are coming off a bye, so we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, coming into the year, this was supposed to be a more exciting matchup. It was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers versus Daniel Jones in year two of the system. We were hoping Jones would take another step. Obviously not the case here, but the Giants offense has looked pretty competent with Tyrod Taylor so far. As for the Jets with uh, Zach Wilson, they have their up and downs to put it nicely. So anyway, hope you guys enjoy. Leave a like always helps out. And of course, we'll have the NFL spread picks at the end of the video. And let's get into it. We'll start with the injuries so that I don't forget this time. All right, so Gary Brightwell's out. Leonard Williams should be good to go. Saquon Graham Gano should be good to go. Adoree Jackson seems like a legitimate, questionable player with a neck injury. Daniel Jones is out. Same thing, neck injury. Um, Evan Neal seems legitimately questionable with an ankle. John Michael Smiths and Kayvon Thibodeau, they are questionable, but I've seen that they probably should play, so I'm not that concerned about them. Andrew Thomas listed as doubtful. He's probably out at least another week. Darren Waller questionable with the same hamstring. I'm sure he'll be fine as well. Uh, everyone else seems fine. For the Jets, Joe Tipman, I think he's one of their starting guards. He's out with a quadriceps injury. Michael Carter, the second, the cornerback, safety Michael Carter. He is questionable with a hamstring injury, which I feel like everyone has a hamstring injury these days. Uh, seems like Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed are good to go coming off a concussion. Jermaine Johnson should be good to go with a foot injury. Will McDonald questionable with a back injury, so that could be pretty impactful if he's not there. But uh, not too many bad injuries for the Jets. I would say it's probably worse for the Giants with Andrew Thomas out and, uh, of course, their starting quarterback out as well. So let's get into some of the Jets' stats on the season. They are the 22nd ranked offense and scoring at 18.8 points per game, which of course is better than what the Giants are doing offensively. They are dead last in passing yards per game at 159.5. That of course would not be the case if Aaron Rodgers was healthy, but with Zach Wilson and how much they rely on the run, that is just part of the formula for the Jets. They rely a lot on their defense as we know. They are 12th in rushing yards per game. That, of course, is with the emergence of Brees Hall, who has been given a full workload now coming off the ACL. He was amazing versus Denver a couple weeks back. Was pretty good in the receiving game versus the Eagles uh, last time they played, but he's a big play waiting to happen. Garrett Wilson's been heavily targeted the past few weeks. He had 14 targets, 7 targets, and 12 targets in the past three games. He's a guy who... You know, will probably be hopefully on Deontay Banks a lot. Um, Banks has played well this year as a rookie. Of course, Garrett Wilson's in year two, so that should be a fun matchup. Hopefully, Wilson does not kill the Giants too badly. Um, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, they aren't doing too much. You know, of course, those were Aaron Rodgers guys coming from Green Bay. I think Lazard played pretty crappy last time. I feel like he had a couple drops against the uh the Eagles, but still, they won the game. And Randall Cobb is like 31-32 at this point, so, you know, he's a crafty veteran, but not the same guy he once was. 
Uh, Dalvin Cook has been really bad, so he's not a guy I'm too worried about right now. He's actually rumored to be traded, possibly. I know it's in division, but I feel like Dalvin Cook to the Bills makes way too much sense. You know, and Damian Harris on IR with the bad injury. Um, they're relying on Latavius Murray right now. Like, I, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. But once again, in division trade, I don't see it happening. The Jets' offensive line has been pretty bad. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, torn Achilles in Denver a few weeks back. He's out for the year. Dwayne Brown, I think, is out for the year, and he was completely washed anyway. So the Jets' offensive line has seen some injuries. Um, they still have Makai Becton at left tackle, who's still healthy. He's playing okay. Um, but yeah, not much else about this offensive line is that great. They still have Lake and Tomlinson, who has not been the same guy since coming over from the uh, 49ers a couple years back. But, um, you know, Zach Wilson the past few weeks has looked a bit better. Um, he The first couple starts he had when Rodgers went out, he did look terrible. Like the first game he came in versus the Bills, he looked terrible. I think the second game he played in, he looked terrible. But it seems like ever since that game against the Chiefs, which I think was a Monday nighter, um, Zach Wilson has looked better, looked you know more confident. I feel like the offense is more tailored to his skill sets. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm afraid of Zach Wilson by any means, but, you know, he has looked a bit better in recent weeks. As for the Jets' defense, as I said, it seems like Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed are good to go. They are 13th in points per game allowed. They are 26th in rushing yards allowed per game, which is kind of surprising. Could that be because, you know, teams don't want to pass on them with a great cornerback room they have? Maybe. But still surprising with some of the names they have there of Quentin Williams and, you know, John Franklin Myers, guys like that. Um, they are 15th in passing yards allowed per game, so middle of the pack so far. They have a lot of star power on this defense. You know, C.J. Mosley is now over 30, but still playing very well. Sauce Gardner, D.J. Reed, Quentin Williams, and even Quentin's brother, Quincy Williams, is having like a breakout year, so he's been phenomenal. He's the guy who I think caused the fumble in the, um, in the Denver game, which kind of sealed the win for the Jets a, a few weeks back. So he's been awesome this year. So the Jets have a lot of defenders that have been really good. They are, you know, some of these guys are superstars in the league. So, um, you know, if you're Tyrod in the offense, you got to watch out for certain players, maybe double up Quentin Williams sometimes, and, you know, maybe not go after Sauce Garner at certain times. So we'll see what happens. But it's not like the Giants have a a wide receiver one anyway, so it's not like they have to pepper targets to, to a certain guy. They can The Giants can at least afford to spread out the targets. You know, they're not going to have a guy like, uh, I don't see Darius Slayton going to the huddle and, and complaining about targets. That's probably not going to happen. So, um, you know, as I said, should be a low-scoring game. For the Giants offense, it is Tyrod Taylor once again. Um, you know, it's looked better, the offense, but Unfortunately, with Tyrod, I feel like the offense has definitely moved the ball better, and the offensive line has looked better since Tyrod's been there, but they're not putting up the points yet. You know, of course, against the uh, the Bills on the Monday nighter, they got down to the one twice. I know that was Sunday night, sorry. Sunday nighter versus the Bills. They got down to the one-yard line twice and came away with zero points both times. So, you know, they missed on possibly 14 points in that game. Last week, there was a missed field goal by Gano. Uh, Saquon fumbled in the red zone, so that could have been another 10 points or so right there. So the offense is moving the ball for the Giants the past couple weeks, but they can't execute, which, you know, that's what it's all about. No one cares about your empty yards. You know, that's this is uh, it's not like Derek Carr who gets all the yards and doesn't score touchdowns. You know, shout out Derek Carr. But um, hopefully this week, at least the offense can find a way to execute and actually score touchdowns 
Um, it is a tough defense, and apparently the Jets have not been that great off of buys since Robert Sala's been there. I want to see for myself. So last year was that horrible game. They came off a bye at the Patriots. That's when they had like two inches per play in the second half. They lost that one 10 to three on the, uh, the punt return by the Patriots. That was a crazy game. Um, the year, be the year before that 2021 with Sala, they lost to the Patriots again. That one was 54 to 13. My God. They let Mac Jones put up 54 on him. I mean, my goodness, that's pretty crazy. But yeah, that's been the past two years. I mean, of course, Adam Gase was in 2020. So, um, you know, that's at least that bodes well for the Giants that the uh, that the Jets are 0-2 off buys since Robert Sala's been there. It's only a two-year sample size, so not the biggest deal. I'm sure the Giants will try to give Saquon 20-plus carries again. It should be a low-scoring game once again, so... You know, a close game script should probably give Saquon around 20 carries. I think he had 24 in his first game back. He had 21 last week, so 20-plus carries in both games for Saquon Barkley. I sometimes feel like the Giants force him the ball a bit too much. You know, I kind of made that comparison with the wide receivers, how sometimes you pepper a great wide receiver with targets. I feel like sometimes the Giants feel the need to give Saquon the ball just because he's Saquon and he was their second overall pick a few years back. But, um... I just want to see the Giants offensive play calling be more in the flow of the game, you know, like I feel like in the second half of last game, because they were up 14-0 versus the Commanders, they took their foot off the gas pedal, like they can't play not to lose, I just, I hate that style of football, it's not like you're up by five possessions, you know, it's still a, it was still a 14-0 game, and they, you know, almost lost, of course, Washington got down to like the five-yard line, so that could have been dangerous, but, um, you know, hopefully the play calling is a bit better in this game. The Giants' defense um, hopefully should get some pass rush. As I mentioned, the Jets' offensive line is is not good whatsoever. We've seen Kayvon play better. Leonard Williams had probably his second best game as a Giant last week. Of course, you know revenge game for Leonard Williams, by the way. But um, you know Leonard was great last week. He doesn't do much. I feel like you know on a weekly basis, he doesn't make his. Uh, doesn't make too many impact plays. He'll get his pressures, obviously. But I feel like last week with the blocked kick, I think he had two sacks or something. Like, he was awesome. So Leonard Williams hopefully can keep that up. Um, you know, no Ojolari still on the IR, so that sucks. But Dexter Lawrence hopefully can, you know, cause some pressure on a guy like Connor McGovern or someone like that on the inside for the Jets offensive line. But, yeah, the Giants defense should be fine in this game. I don't have that many concerns. I don't see Zach Wilson putting up, like, over 20 points on them. I mean, it could happen. Of course, Brees Hall is definitely concerning. The Giants' run defense on the year has not been that great. It's been better in recent weeks. But even last week, I feel like, what did, uh, not last week, the year, but not not the, uh, not the last week. It was the week before that. Um, James Cook had an efficient game on the ground against them a couple weeks ago. Last week, they did, uh, did a good job against Brian Robinson. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Who's the guy who steals carries from Brian Robinson for no reason? What's his name? I'll find this quickly. Um, Chris Rodriguez Jr. He had 4.4 yards per carry. So, all right, that's decent. But, you know, the Giants run defense has looked a bit better. It was horrible early on, like the game against the Dolphins, like they went off. Uh, you know, that was A-chan's last game before he got hurt. He had a big run. Mostert was great. Um, 
And of course, you know, the first couple of games with the uh, James Conner went off against them. Tony Pollard played well. So the Giants run defense was awful to start the year, but now it has looked, uh, it's looked a bit better. Now on the flip side, the Giants offensive line is going to have a tough task. As I mentioned, you know, they have really good, uh, they have a good defensive line. John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, um, Jermaine Johnson, and Will McDonald if he plays. The Jets have guys that can get to the quarterback. And as I mentioned, Tyrod's been very good with getting away from pass rushers and extending plays and all that. But you know, I just have my concerns. It's it's still Justin Pugh at left tackle. That has not been a good experiment so far. I mean, he's he hasn't been, like, the worst, but, like, you know, he's not Joshi Zudu type bad, but it hasn't been great. Um, we might see Tyree Phillips at right tackle once again if Evan Neal remains out. And, you know, Tyree Phillips was fine last week. He wasn't phenomenal, but he was fine. Hopefully get John Michael Schmitz back at center. So, um, you know, I'm not expecting the Giants offense to even put up a lot of points, maybe like a couple touchdowns at most and hopefully a couple field goals. But still, um, who do I expect to win this game? All right. I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. See, the thing is my girlfriend's a Jets fan. And, you know, I told her over text that I expect – the Jets to win by like, you know, 20 to 16 or something like that. But she told me that that's no fun. And she's right. So I'm going to switch and make it 20 to 16 Giants as my score prediction. She decides to go with 17 14. So we'll see if Elena's right about that. But I, I can see 17 14. Definitely not a bad prediction as a person who. You know, I tell her she doesn't know ball, but she she knows a little bit of ball. I'll give her that. But anyway, um, let's get on to the NFL spread picks for week number eight. All right, so we'll start with last week's results because I forgot to do that last week. We're back below 500. Not good. I went five and seven last week, so now on the season I'm 49, 50, and one. But I did win with the Giants. That always feels better. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any like bad beats in here. Um, I don't think anything was too bad. I feel like when I was off, I was really off. I mean, the Browns won by one, and they were three-and-a-half-point favorites, so that kind of sucked. But the rest of it was not too bad, I guess. So, you know, one game below 500. Got to get that back this week, hopefully. I'm going to do it this way again. It was much easier, and as I said, you guys don't need to see me for this part. So, um, first game is the Eagles on the road at the Commanders. Eagles are favorites by seven. This is a tough one because I do feel like the Commanders always play the Eagles very well for no reason. But... I don't know. It's tough. I I, really, I do feel like the commander's offensive line may be obliterated in this game, and I could see Howell taking like eight or nine sacks. But as I said, these teams randomly always play close. Of course, Washington beat them last year to end their uh, undefeated streak. I'll take Washington plus seven. Don't love it, but it is what it is. Jaguars at the Steelers. Jaguars, two and a half road favorites. Um... I will take, I'm going to take the Steelers. I, I kind of like what the Steelers have going on. I saw Deontay Johnson was back on the injury report, but I think he's fine. He's going to play. So not worried about that. And yeah, I mean, the offense looked better last week with Deontay back and, you know, their offense couldn't get much worse, but it's nice to see the Steelers move the ball. I feel like the Jaguars are kind of due for a letdown spot, and I could see this one being the case here. So I'll take the Steelers plus two and a half at home. Patriots at Dolphins. Patriots are nine and a half point dogs on the road. This is a tough one, but you know, Miami has lost two straight games, I believe. The Patriots did win last week against the Bills. They look great. Um but I still think Miami, they're due for a game here to just have one of those, you know, 40-plus point games and look awesome. So I'm going to take Miami, minus 9.5. I think they'll, you know, 
put a lot of points up in this game. Don't know if the Patriots can do the same, so give me the Dolphins minus 9.5. It is a big spread for an in-division game, but still. And I do believe the Patriots only lost by 7 points in their Week 2 matchup, but that was also in New England. Um, Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Man, the Packers have not looked good at all recently. I feel like the pick's going to be the Vikings because people saw them win on national TV. So I'm just going to pick the uh, opposite. I'm going to go with the Packers, even though it doesn't seem right. But I feel like you want to go away from the public when it comes to betting spreads. So you know what? I'll take the Packers plus one and a half. There's no reason to. But then again, I thought that way with the Patriots last week and they won the game. So you never know. Here we go. Jets at Giants. So, of course, my gut told me take the Jets, but due to, uh, you know, the girlfriend, I'm going to take the uh, gonna take the Giants as a plus three at home here. I mean, I could definitely see the Giants winning this game. It's going to come down to probably who makes the who makes less mistakes, which defense steps up more. It's going to come down to field goals and things like that. So, you know, the Giants could definitely win. And even if they lose by one or two, then, hey, I win the spread. So it is what it is. So I'll take the Giants plus three at home. The Rams are on the road at the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, they're favorites by six. Um, the Rams coming off a pretty rough loss last week against the Steelers. The Cowboys coming off a bye. It's a close one. I think I think I'll take the Rams. I, I guess I could see why someone would take Dallas. It makes sense. But, you know, that Dallas's offense has to get it together more. But I don't know. The Rams, I feel like they do play close games this year, and six points is a lot. So you know what? I'll take the Rams plus six on the road. The Saints are at the Colts, and I, this was a close one coming into it, and I, it makes a lot of sense that this is a pick em. Um I think I'll take the Saints. You know, I, I think the Colts have been impressive this year, but I just feel like, you know, I don't know. They're, they're, they're kind of due for a letdown. You know, Gardner Minshew a couple weeks back against the Jaguars had a three-interception game. We all saw the Saints look horrible on that last Thursday game. They do have more rest in this game, which is pretty key. But, yeah, I don't know. I'll take the Saints bounce back. Hopefully Carr's shoulder is fine by now. So give me the Saints as the pick them here. Uh, Texans at the Carolina Panthers. Interesting one here. So the Panthers are three-point dogs at home. I feel like everyone's going to pick Houston, but I'm going to take Carolina. I think this could be the time they get their first win. Um, hopefully their offense still looks pretty competent. I mean, the Panthers are losing defenders left and right. I feel like a lot of their good defenders are on IR. I know Jeremy Chin is, and who else? Someone else. I forget. But, yeah, they've lost some good defenders this year. But I'll take the uh, take the Panthers plus three at home. Why not? They could win that game. The Falcons are on the road at the Tennessee Titans. Um, Falcons, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Give me the Atlanta Falcons, minus two-and-a-half. I always take them anyway. But the um, the Titans don't have Ryan Tannehill. It's going to be a mixture of Malik Willis and Will Levis. They're going to play both those guys, apparently, that probably won't go too well, I'm assuming. So the Falcons' defense hopefully can step up in this game. So give me Atlanta minus two-and-a-half. The Cleveland Browns are at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think I'm going to take – I know it's no Deshaun Watson again, but I'm going to take Cleveland. I think their defense can definitely get to Geno Smith a lot. I feel like the Hawks' offensive line has not been tremendous this year by any means. So it's a tough place to play, and I don't love the Browns' offense, but 
you know, they did lose their starting running back, uh, Jerome Ford. They lost their second starting running back this year, if you include Nick Chubb. But uh, I'll, I'll take the uh, take the Browns plus three and a half. The Chiefs are seven point favorites at Denver. Um, I feel like last year the Broncos played them closely for some reason. Um, nobody's going to take the Broncos in this game, right? So do I just take them because of that? I don't know. I guess I'll take Kansas City minus seven. I don't know. I don't love this game. I just feel like, as I said last year, they played close games for some reason. So I don't know. But yeah, I'll take Kansas City minus seven on the road. The Bengals are at the 49ers. This should be a fun one. Um, the Bengals coming off a bye. They should be a bit healthier with T. Higgins and Joe Burrow. Um... I do believe Brock Purdy's out this game. I'm pretty sure I saw he has a concussion, but then he was practicing again, so I don't know who's starting, but I kind of, I don't really care. I feel like Purdy and Darnold are, are close enough. Um, I think I'm going to take the Bengals. Yeah, I'll take the Bengals plus four. I feel like this could be a three-point game. They're giving me four, so I'll just take the Bengals plus four in this one, and they get healthier, as I said, so that could be big. The Ravens are at the Cardinals. Ravens minus nine and a half. Give me the Ravens. They always beat beat up on the bad teams. I do wish this was a home game for Baltimore, but even on the road, I mean, you know, Joshua Dobbs know that knows that his time is ending as the starter. Kyler Murray is pretty much close to back. I, I think he'll be back next week. So, um, yeah, give me the Ravens minus nine and a half. Why not? The Bears are at the Chargers. Um, Sunday night football. Mm. This is going to be a crappy game to watch. Anyway, the Chargers are 8.5-point favorites. It's tough to believe that the Chargers can cover a spread like this, but I think maybe people will overreact to what we saw from the Bears last week as they beat the uh, Raiders pretty convincingly. I'm going to hate myself for this, but I'm going to take the Chargers. Chargers minus 8.5 for me. Um... Of course, it is the Chargers. Anything can happen. That's the fun about their games, but still, I'll take the Chargers minus 8.5 here. Raiders at the Lions. The Lions minus 8. Give me Detroit. They play so well at home. They just lost by a lot last week. They need to bounce back. I know 8 points is a lot, but Jared Goff's a different player at home, and he's very good. So um, I will take the Lions there. So hopefully this goes well. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the video, and I would love to see the Giants win this game against the uh, little brother team in the Jets, so we'll see what happens on Sunday. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow night, and uh, see you guys next time.